Recording in progress. There she is. There's my lady. Yeah. There's my She's baby back. girl, the BBG. She's, She's got to show up every now and again, you know? We can't leave her out forever. I know. Leave her out in the cold. Haven't done a Zoom episode in a while. I haven't had to. Yo, fucking Paul Walker over here. God damn. <sighs> yeah, that's. I'm happy Me and motor vehicles piece, don't dude. get along. Happy you're in one piece. Yo! Now is the time to wage fucking war against the hypocrites, bigots, and all you big ass phonies that never really matters. Only survivors, your gods, your masters, and your loyalty to the fucking gods! Yeah, I haven't really told anybody else much about it, but yeah, anybody who's listening to this that knows me personally and I'm not answering you at all, that's why. Uh, so I'm just kind of chilling right now, trying to mentally regather and get my shit back together. So, nice. yeah. Well, yeah, car accidents are always, like, obviously never planned and, like, you know, shit's, shit's going so well and then something like that, like, it happens all the time. Like, today there was a dog fight at my work like literally two dogs a dog got off leash and a pit bull latched onto it oh. and i had to go shove a broomstick wait, down its wait throat. a minute wait a minute pit bulls don't hurt people pit well, bulls don't bite people ever the crazy thing was that i was actually on the pit bull side because a pit bull was leashed and this this oh. random dog came up and was like came up to it so the pit bull was defending its mom okay yeah yeah i mean i, I can't we'll excuse it yeah but we'll excuse it this go around I mean, it's one of those things, like, that person didn't think when they were going to leave the house that day that, you know, a dog fight was going to happen. They'd have to bring their dog to the vet and get stitches and shit. Like, you know, you certainly didn't think when you were going to come to my house last night, you know, to record the pod that, you know, you'd be totaling your car. <laughs> and what a gay way to total your car on the way to do a podcast. Bro. I you... mean, there couldn't be a gayer way to wreck your car. <laughs> your Honda Fit, <laughs> the gayer way to wreck your Honda Fit, running into the no, back of a No, I was going geese. to record my podcast, officer. <laughs> and he throws me in jail just for that. <laughs> was the was the guy geezed up? He was an older fella. He wasn't super old, but he was older. Yeah, but yeah, the elderly no, the, deserve the, it. Get off the, the road. Here's the stupidest part: is that the cop that showed up goes to the gym with me. What? I see him on a I see him on a regular basis. He knows who I am. Well, of course, there's tons <laughs> of cops in Planet Fitness. <laughs> he got out the car and I saw him. I was like, "There's no fucking way it's this motherfucker. There's no goddamn way it's this motherfucker going up for this shit." Like, so you know, it's just embarrassment all around. But were you, you guys? Uh, were you guys? Laugh at it a little bit. Comparing PRs on the side of the road, waiting for the wrecker. I mean, my I was uh, my brothers helped him on bench before and shit. Like spotted him and shit. Like, nice. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Damn. And of all people, yeah, for him to show. Yeah, up. my life is an embarrassment sometimes. You know what can you do? But it'd be like bounce that. back, baby. Well, like bounce I said, I, I I told you a hundred times, but I honestly mean it. Happy you're all in one piece, man. Yeah, that's kind of a good thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, count your blessings, right? As the sexy gothic bad boy King Cobra JFS likes to say, it could be worse. That it could. It definitely could. 
You could be in the fucking Illuminati, dude. I feel, dude. My my feed has been bombarded with pop culture Illuminati rituals and like crazy shit lately. Because mm-hmm. uh, Matt and Shane did the not the one that came out today, but uh, one of the most recent ones. That Matt was spurgin on like the Tory Lanez drama, the Tory Lanez Meg the Stallion shit. Yeah, he shot her in the butt. I think it was the foot. Was it the foot? I thought she got shot in the ass. I don't know. I could be wrong. It'd be way funnier. If she I want to believe it was her ass. ass. To me, it was her ass. Okay. <laughs> For the sake of this story, she got shot in, in my reality. In the yeah. Hey, look, dude. You always talk about how we create our own reality and stuff, dude. It's our own perception. It's she true. She got shot in the ass. Well, you think like you know, with all those like twerking skills, like you think when she got hit. <laughs> It was like a ballistics, like Matrix ballistics gel. Torqued out of the way of the bullet. No, I'm just saying, if she did get hit in the ass, oh, it would sure. definitely be like a ballistics gel explosion. If I only saw, there had been a slow-mo cam around, you know? Bro, I saw a green text the other day that was like, for research purposes only, has anyone ever, like, fired rounds into ballistics gel and then, like, penetrated it to test the tightness? Like, what round is the best? Like, is 9 millimeter like, 22? He's like, just for research purposes, like, has anyone fired into a ballistics gel block and fucked it? <laughs> that, might be, that might be the most alpha shit ever. <laughs> I need to have some, gotta have some sex, dude. But yeah, oh I've been gosh. I've been hit like hard with just like the pop culture algorithm. But like the conspiracy nerd version of that is like, look at the checkered floors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and all that signs, symbols everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of the Tory Lane thing, though, like I said, Matt was was spurging about the drama and whatnot. But uh, there was I, this video came across my feed that kind of like painted the narrative in a, in a different light than what kind of like the mainstream everybody said like oh Tory shot Meg the Stallion in the foot or the ass mm-hmm. or whatever that's that's mm-hmm. the story but when you look deeper um at like Jay-Z's connections he's involved in uh Rock Nation Rockefeller Rockaware all that shit it's literally yeah. Rockefeller like, True. It, it's so fucking on the nose Yeah, and I always wondered with that, like, that it was just, like, he was trying to, like, homage that he wanted that level of power as those people, or if it was, like, a blatant signaling thing, you know? Well, I think, like, you know, we've talked about it on the cast before, how, like, celebrities get corrupted and get co-opted and shit. Also, I'm going to turn this machine off before it annoys me again. It's Um, always doing that. I know, it's always humming. But, uh, like, I feel like a lot of these guys, they start off organic and then, like, the industry, the establishment, whatever you want to call them, like, the elites, the big guys come in and co-op them. And so maybe at the beginning, it was, like, a signaling, like, I want to be like you. Like, look at me. All eyes on me. Like, look at what I'm doing. I'm, like, big into culture. I'm a culture leader. I don't know. Just just the whole thing of just, he may have started organically, but somewhere along the way, like, he was, I believe, was he the first, like, black billionaire or, like, rapper billionaire or something like that he was like a first billionaire or something like beyonce too like they're both like the firsts to like be on forbes of something dumb like that i don't like, know like r&b rap musicians i guess i don't know it might it may just be like the first something black like, billionaire like i might be wrong on that oh, but yeah maybe could I, be. I don't know it could be I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to have to take this don't, down and be and careful, dude. <laughs> and censor it like they Watch censored out. that Brett Weinstein pod. Did you see what they did? Joe Rogan what's, and Brett Weinstein. They were talking about some tweet that was a satire tweet, but they like 
they got baited by it and they were talking about how ridiculous it was. And so they actually took the episode down and then put it back up with that part taken out. Was it something about a? It was about fight. It was I dubs, wasn't it? No, it was oh, uh, because there was another one where he did that, and like Joe thought it was real. No, this happened like yesterday. Oh, okay, okay, just yesterday. Gotcha. This happened like very recently. They gotcha. they were talking about like some tweet. I don't know. I don't want to get off topic here, but yeah. he was talking about a tweet where like some nurse was like, "Yeah, I got the vaccine, even if it was literal poison, I'd take it all again for the sake of the world, even if it killed me." <laughs> There's a lot of bait tweets out there. Yeah, and they were both like, that's insane. People are so insane. And they just got so triggered by like this this satire tweet. Yeah, They ended up taking the the episode down and putting it back up. But either way, the the whole thing about it is these guys, like they get corrupted by the establishment. Like they they come up and then these rich execs, these executives, uh, record labels, clothing wear, media mtv everything like the people who make culture they spot these people and they see them on youtube they see them doing their thing they see them handing out mixtapes making their own beats and being innovators Mm. um and that's a lot where the narrative comes from of like you know slavery still exists in the record industry because like look at who the executives are and look at who's actually doing the work and making the content and producing the culture Right. Sure. And I mean, record deals are just them selling their fucking souls anyway. And that in itself is predatory. Right. Yeah. So anyway, this video I came across kind of kind of painted it the whole Tory Lanez narrative, which, again, I'm not really into pop culture. I'm not into rap. I'm not like this. is It's not like a, a normal thing for me to give a fuck about. You got a gold. You got a gold chain on, bro. You into rap? What do you mean? No, I only have this on because I, I put it on for a costume once and Bay <laughs> said she liked it. <laughs> So I'm simping for my fiance. Nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. It's a good move. That's a good move. You got to keep it up. I'm get the pinky. Get the pinky ring going too, bro. Get the pinky ring going. Let's get, let's get that for the fam. The hotel. The sorry. Get a freeze frame for the Patreon folks. You know yeah. What I'm saying? If you're not on the video episode, you can't see this six sarcophagus. You can't see ring. this absolute swag. This man has good um, Lord. The Carhartt hat. Oh my God. With the sarcophagus ring. Unbelievable. You can't stop me. You you can't stop this this fucking grind over here. It's it's you know how hard it is being this chill. I can't even imagine. Like just being this chill, bro. My head would explode. Yeah. But I don't know. I saw this video and it was it, it just painted the whole narrative in a different light and uh yeah, so I'm just going to play this video real quick. Let me let me share the screen. Let's go. Here's the Tory Lanez Oh, clip. we got the Khalid, bro. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> You know, let me let me know if you can't hear the audio. Tori oh, has there. been arrested and is facing 20 years in prison, but just listen to some of the things he was saying. Tory Lanez goes to jail. They gave you all the facts of the juice of Tory Lanez going to jail and this, that, and the third, and Megan getting arrested and da-da-da-da. Two days after that, I get a call from Rock Nation that says, yo, we heard you're going to make a statement about what happened, and it'd be in your best interest if you don't make that statement. I'm like, I'm telling you, this court system is not for justice. It's about wins and losses, and they do dirty to do whatever they can. That's that's his dad outside the courtroom after he got sent away. I think he got Seems locked a little up. Upset. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was Tory talking earlier, the one who said they told me not to make the statement. But yeah, his father. This is his father going off outside the courthouse. Jay Z. Let me speak to you. He has kids. Rock Nation. Yes. 
So yeah, basically his dad's accusing Jay-Z of retaliating and putting Tory in jail basically just for never signing with him and, and saying fuck you. But okay. listen, listen, this is a Tory Lane song. Listen to this verse. Illuminati trying to get me, nigga. But I'm the one they gotta spit like a Britney nigga. Through the hot and cold, I would never sell my soul. And if I gotta die for that, I'm dying Christian nigga. That's right, it all starts to make sense when you connect the dots. We all know that Jay-Z has a lot of power in the industry. He has the power to free people from jail, so I'm pretty sure he has the power to send people to jail. And people starting to talk about this phone call that came out between Kelsey and Tory. Now, in my honest opinion, he never incriminates himself within this phone call. Knowing the toxic history between them three, he could have been apologizing for anything. I think he was apologizing just for the whole situation at hand and Meg being naked and embarrassed in the middle of the street with spotlights and helicopters flying over her, but not for shooting her. My point is, it was Meg's team who created this whole narrative against Tory. Take a listen. There's no names released yet, but the report is already, it's already out, you know? Um, but like, so, out is what? What you mean, out? It's on some app. You know, Megan's, Megan's team is on top of this. Two days after that, I get a call from Rock Nation that says, yo, we heard you're going to make a statement about what happened, and it'd be in your best interest if you don't make that statement. I'm like, the vision got dismissed. So yeah, so now this is 21 Savage, uh, another rapper. <clears throat> um, hmm. He's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight M's in his bank account. So watch hmm. out for this guy. But he, this is him talking about Jay-Z and his connections. <laughs> so that's why they detained me. And I called Meek while I was in jail and told Meek, like, bro, I just got locked up. Woo, woo, woo. And he called Jay-Z. Mm. And Jay-Z put a lawyer on my case type shit. Got you out of there. Yeah, he played a role and get me out of there, yeah. Bigs, me and me can never beef. I freed that nigga from a whole big hove day. Next time we have a discussion, who the goat, you don't just know this. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see that when you're that level of power and influence, uh, like money monetarily and like how big you are in the rap industry. Like, I don't see why the fuck you wouldn't have those kind of connections. Like, I just don't. Yeah, you can make you can make fucking mountains move if you wanted to, probably. I mean, a billionaire, a culture influencer, just everything about it. And and then like he's saying, uh, you know, me and Meek can never beef because I got him out of a whole bid. So he's like, I basically got this guy under my thumb as my little bitch. Yeah, sure. And and that happens a lot with record execs and and I mean Jay Z's a record exec. I mean, granted he started as an artist, but I mean he's now he's like a top dog now. He's a big player, and so that's why a lot of people are kind of like accusing him of kind of turning his back on the culture, turning his back on you know his roots where he came from, and now. You know, him and Beyonce, they're, like, doing really predatory shit. They're doing really, like, nasty, fucked up, you know, could be Freemasonic. I mean, even the Rock Nation, like, they have that little hand symbol like this. Yeah, that's always been their fucking thing. That's why I'm, like, it was always there, you know? Yeah, the like, triangle it was always with the there. hands, the yeah. pyramid, all-seeing eye. I I'm know. sure. I bet, how much do I bet their lobby is black and white checkerboard? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my know, God. The, the lobby to fucking Rockefeller. The Rockefeller it'd be, it'd be so on the nose. So yeah, on the nose. So but yeah, it's, it's certainly not surprising. That that clip was just really interesting to me, how it kind of painted the whole narrative differently, because I saw that clip of Tori's dad freaking out, 
And I was like, oh, of course he's just like upset that his son is going to jail. You know, he like mad. I, yeah. he mad. Like I didn't really he know. Mad. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, me neither. Like I, I just all I knew was like the regular what what was reported. You know, oh, he shot her. <laughs> you know, yeah. During some incident, I don't remember. You know, it's it's interesting for sure. That's a very weird. I mean, those guys. I mean, again, once you get to that level of money, that level of power, there's got to be some sus shit going on. You can't really like escape that. And then, I mean, when you're at that level of power, I keep mentioning like leading culture. A, yeah. a, a big aspect of leading culture is, um, like just textbook programming. Like textbook, mm-hmm. MK Ultra, Operation Mockingbird, all the stuff we've learned over the years, over the decades, you know, shit we learned from the Nazis, shit we learned from the Israelis, shit we learned from everywhere. The elites the, all the best guys. Yeah, they they, they all kind of work together. <laughs> the guys who are the best at it. <laughs> yeah, to to create this this kind of facade of like what you're taking in is just music. What you're taking in is just media. You know, but there's always something deeper. It's it's subliminally influencing your behavior. Um, just like we talk about with like, okay, the the rap execs making the deal with the uh, for profit prison system, so that these guys are yeah. they're cranking out culture that influences kids to take in or partake in decidedly, you know, what's quote unquote criminal behavior, so that these for profit prisons can go after kids for you know dime bags of weed and stock them shits. And get rich mm-hmm. off of it, and and they both work together in concert. So yeah, that's always been a fucked up thing with that stuff since like the late '90s. Like they really created like a recidivism culture, but like not through like not in the sense of like it comes off as innocent because it's just the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like it mm-hmm. it, it comes off as like oh yeah, this is just the shit that happens to us. You know? But it's like I mean, if that's like most of you, not I'm not even you know if that's like. You know, garbage in, garbage out, man. <laughs> you know. Well, there, like, there. That's what that's what programming is, right? Yeah. When you, you know. wake up, you know, like Jordan Peterson says, make your bed. But like when you do, when you make your bed, you start your day, you work out, you love others, you put positivity out there, you handle your shit, you make sure everything around you is taken care of. You know, that's that's how you start producing like goodness in the world. Mm-hmm. But like you said, garbage in, garbage out. If you're watching. Yeah. Uh, you know, serial killer murder porn all the time, if you're watching trauma drip news cycle, if you're on social media interacting with inflammatory shit, like that's that's going to be your reality and you're going to live yeah, sure. in constant state of chaos, never feeling like you fit in anywhere and just like you're, never really fulfilling yourself. You're going to project it and become part of it essentially, you know, like it's, Bingo. you know, you'll become, you'll become a symptom of the exact problem that is currently affecting you essentially So at the end of the day. I don't want to ramble, you know, too much about this, you know, Masonic shit, but we're rambling. I found another clip uh, that was these guys on a podcast. I don't know what it is, um, but it's a clip from a podcast talking about like the Doja Cat music video. Right. Uh, And I think I sent it to the group chat, right? Yes. Yeah. But I think it's really interesting how like, again, people can take what we know about secret societies, what little we know about secret societies, right? Cuz they're secret. We're never yeah. going to we're never going to fully know. That's where the conspiracies come from is the right. FOMO, not knowing. But what little we do know, we can kind of spot the little breadcrumbs. And you know, part of it could be like a Balenciaga schizo breadcrumb thing where they just kind of like keep you going two more weeks, nothing ever happens. 
or it could be rituals in your face. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's hard to discern whether it's cage rattling or not, you know. Yeah, they're and, tapping the glass, you know. Yeah. you know, fucking and, with you. And one one thing, one interesting tidbit I will say about rituals that uh, was an idea proposed to me pretty recently. Um, I can't remember who said it, but basically they the, it was one line, and they said some. I don't believe rituals are always designed for this dimension. So that's where that's the, fair. the metaphysical that's part fair. comes in where like people are like, why, why would a checkerboard matter? Exactly. Or, or why it's would like, what gratification do they get out of just hinting at it? You know, like it's like, it's not for you probably. Yeah. Right. Or, or like, walking around, walking burns. around an altar three times. Like, what does that do? Like, well, exactly, if, you're, if yeah. you're carrying something like an incense and you walk three times, like that might do something in the fifth dimension, the way that incense interacts with the air and, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm retarded. I'm just saying, yeah, like, I also, yeah, I don't, I'm not part of any of these clubs, so I don't get to, I don't get to have fun. I don't I, get to be part of it. I will say, I, ju I just like that idea that, like, sometimes these rituals, like, if you want to dismiss them as just like hokey bullshit, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. it's like, well, they might not be meant for us to even like comprehend and conceive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I, mean, I feel like I feel like every couple years they have somebody that does one like this. Like I feel like there's one that Katy Perry did that's kind of like this. You know, it's like oh, they, and, they, and the little every Nas couple X, years they yeah. like every couple years they refresh it and have someone new do that kind of shit. Like and it's like you know you could say you can like make excuses for it, but it seems like a lot to go through to like do that and like make a video that's very off topic of whatever it is that you're talking like the scene and setting is so much different from like what the subject matter is you know what i'm saying right it seems almost like out of place it's like wow you guys really chose this set design huh yeah and i mean you just seems legit. On, you touched on something too how it's like it seems like this happens time and time again but it's always with an up-and-coming newer artist like sure. Lil Nas X, when he did his thing like that little satan dick sucking video he did was like yeah that's what put him on the map yeah, and that really? was his like little burst, and now he's gone again. Well, know? well, I guess faded it, him to obscurity. It was the Old Town Road meme song, and then when he came out and tried to be a real artist, he did that shit, you know. Yeah, and then same thing like Doja Cat, like she was a meme. She was bitch, I'm a cow. Like she's that, and then yeah. now all of a sudden she's like legit and putting out like these weird fucking videos. So I'm gonna, shaving her eyebrows off and doing all kinds of weird yeah. Ass shit. So you know? I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen with the sound. All right, how's that? Yeah, it's like at some point you're like, is it art or are they just, uh, you know, is it are they doing something weird? Yeah, at that point, you know. So here is again. I'm trying to read. I don't see what podcast this is from, but here it is. Most of Doja Cat's music videos, but this one specifically is depicting a Masonic ritual. It opens, literally, the opening scene of this music video is the gates to heaven opening. You see Doja Cat standing in the middle of the checkered Masonic floors, which represent duality. And she is supposed to be symbolizing this um, ancient Egyptian goddess called Bastet, who had a female human body and a cat head. She was the goddess of pleasure. They would throw like massive festivals for this specific cat goddess. There are these scales behind her weighing a beating human heart representative 
representative of the soul and on the other side gold so she basically sold her soul for gold people are saying that this video is basically conveying to the public that that her allegiance to the masonic order has been fully fulfilled she's slowly like scaling the masonic levels because there are 33 masonic levels i don't know if you know that i don't really know much about masonic right. anything this is where it gets interesting the weekend is portrayed as being the the broader universe slash cosmos slash god according to this theory the weekend has already achieved master mason level 33 of the masonic lodge so he became his own god and that's the goal in masonry is to do what thou wilt she's often like doing the affirmate pose which is as above so below essentially this idea that you can create your own heaven on earth without the judgment of god most of her music videos all have like these satanic slash masonic symbolism see and the thing about the as above so below thing i always thought it was interesting i thought it was interesting the first time i heard it but it like it stuck it stuck to me again is him saying i always thought as above so below was like a heaven and hell thing mm. but it's like it's uh recreating heaven on this earth thing sure without the apart from the judgment judgment of god I and see. i always kind of looked at it as the sense of like heaven hell as above so below i don't know Maybe that's my yeah. return, but no, I because you're right. It's one of those phrases like money is a root of all evil, where like you hear it so much, you become desensitized to it. Right. Where like when you actually like break it down and look at the phrase, you're like, oh, whoa, as above, so below. Here is below. We are below. Yeah, you know? we're below heaven. Yeah. So and, and yeah. From a Christian standpoint, because um, we both grew up Christian. And, and that's I think that's why I thought that, you know what I'm saying? Well, and the other interpretation that was always explained to me is that, you know, don't do anything here that you wouldn't do in heaven is don't be a sure. dick. Don't be a dick, basically, like like yeah. as above, so below. So if you you wouldn't smack an angel in the face behind the pearly gates. So why would you go to a bar and, and smack some random patron? You know, like it just sure as above, so below. So there's there's many interpretations of things. And that's what's fun with the programming because again even religion satanism christianity all of them they're all programmings of some kind they're all encoded teachings they're all parables they're all i don't know i i did think it was interesting that they had her portraying like an egyptian god bastet because she's doja cat True. you know like like i thought that was interesting that that's like the inference you know it's it's just it's such heavily rooted symbolism that it's like it's perfectly disguised that the only people and that's why I always like I always try to like play the angle of like it's cage rattling, you know? Yeah. Because it's so perfectly symbolic that it would set people off who can detect these things, you know? Yeah. Who, who who are aware of it, it'll set them off. And that's you're like, right. You see this fucking shit? That, <laughs> like, that's know? the breadcrumbs, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's interesting, <laughs> man. I mean, it's the same way, like, I guess uh Eyes Wide Shut was supposed to do that. It wasn't just supposed to be an interesting movie. Like it had a very clear point it was trying to drive home well and that's that's that was the the kind of the last piece of the puzzle here was i stumbled across um a really interesting analysis of eyes wide shut and it's one of those movies that you can really glean any meaning you want from it like it could be just an examination of like marriage it could be an examination of you know like morals like it could be you know, like kind of like an odyssey, kind of like epic, you know, it could be, there's like a lot of different things that you can get from it. But um, the thing that was genius about Kubrick and the thing that this, this one particular analysis points out is that Kubrick was a master of like the subtextual. 
And that's, those are like, kind of like, that's like the stuff that's not really said. It's like the nudge, nudge. Mm -hmm. So what, what this guy said, um, I'll pull the article up. Um, I'll share my screen in a minute. Uh, cause there are some cool screenshots, but yeah. he, he basically goes on to say, he makes the argument that eyes wide shut is a series of short acts that plays out in clear cut vignettes, um, that basically from start to finish play out all 33 degrees of Masonic Scottish rites. Oh yeah. All right. And his argument was that the guy who wrote this, he said that Kubrick did this on purpose specifically because he knew he's playing 5D chess. Kubrick's the real goat. Kubrick is one of the biggest geniuses of all times. For certain. He basically encoded all these Masonic like sacred things in there to them so that they couldn't censor it. And they couldn't right. fuck it up because if they if they fucked up a scene and they flopped them, well then the rights would be out of place. The third degree would come before the second. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was very, very uh, meticulously done. And so to the to the freaks, to the censors who would freak out about that stuff, you know, he was playing their game. So he he has the story play out while at the same time in the shots. And in the camera work, he's he's illustrating, you know, each of the descriptions of what we know of the, the, the different rites. And so the Scottish rites, we've all heard of Scottish rite Freemasonry. Yep. Well, a rite is literally just like, you know, you go, it's like getting a, another belt in jujitsu. Sure. But to do that, you have to basically enact a play. And this was actually news to me. I, I didn't know this, but in order to progress through the levels of Freemasonry, you have to put on these plays and they're like full productions with stage works. And that's what they call them. It's probably, you know, where they fucking kill people and drink their blood and shit. Doing but weird stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not really. I'm just jerking fucking... each other off. All kinds of weird stuff. It was in Eyes Wide Shut. I'm just saying. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, they what was I talking about the Freemasons. The rights and the... the rights, yeah. So they're basically mm -hmm. like plays that these these nerds put on, like at Bohemian Grove, where they enact the Moloch and they do this whole ceremony. Right. So the cover. Apparently, there's this book. Let me scroll to it. There was a book that came out. Um, came out in the 1800s. That is basically the only thing. Yeah, here it is. It was in 1884. And it's called The Book of the Ancient and Accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, written by Charles T. McClanic. I, I, I swear to God, I think I actually rented that book from a library once. So what that is, is that's <laughs> that's like one of the best known existing books. books that like actually details what the different rites are. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so it, the, the, it goes on. I'll get to some actual like examples here. So. Um, he, he talks about how each like section of the movie is like a different section of Freemasonry. So the blue lodge is degrees one through three. So in the movie, the first three degrees are this segment is from the beginning of the film until the Harfords arrive at the Christmas party. 
These degrees are known as the first series, the craft degrees. The craft degrees are the foundational core, which is common to all iterations of masonry, whereas the degrees from four upward are specific to the Scottish Rite. So they have two different rites. I forget what the other one's called, like the Malta. Yeah, the Malta Rite. Yeah, because like, it's like Knights of Malta and shit. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So there's the Scottish Rite and the Malta Rite. This is all specifically Scottish shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so from degrees four through 14, let me go ahead and just share my screen. I don't know if you'll be able yeah, to read much. Yeah, I was just saying, I see that shit. I don't know if you'll be able to read much, but it'll be more interesting. For oh, you. no, I can see I can see it. Yeah. So <clears throat> four through 14, the Lodge of Perfection. This segment is from Zeigler's Christmas party until the first arrival at Somerton. The degrees are the second series, the ineffable degrees. Um, chapter of the Rose Croy. That's Rosicrucians. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rosicrucians. So that's, that's what that is. Degrees 15 through 18. That segment starts at the Summerton party, goes through Alice telling her dream to the start of the next day. Technically, it's split into the third series and the fourth series. Oh, it's split into. Yeah, I see. Yeah, split. Yeah. And so he goes on, and and so um, I'll link this. It's a WordPress document, so that's how mm-hmm. you know it's legit. Um, I'll link this. <laughs> Those are the best documents, dude. I'll put it on the uh, IG. Source? WordPress. <laughs> I'll put it on the IG. I'll put it on the Patreon, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what was really interesting is like okay he's setting all this up i was reading all this i'm like okay he's this is like a big setup this better be a good payoff right mm. oh it's worth it so let's just let's just start with uh the fourth degree the lodge of perfection so as noted above the fourth degree starts when he gets to the party so the fourth degree is the ballroom at Zeigler's party, where Bill reunites with Nick Nightingale. So if you've seen the movie, Nick Nightingale is the pianist um, from his past. They're mm-hmm. like high school buddies. He's playing piano at this party. He's at a doctor party. Bill is a doctor. It's a bunch of bigwigs. So <clears throat> now this, this is about the Scottish Rite of the fourth degree. Your first steps into our sanctuary are duty, reflection, and study. They teach us to honor those relationships to God, family, country, and masonry. The apron is white and black with a letter Z and all-seeing I. The jewel is an ivory key with the letter Z on the wards. The lesson of the the fourth degree are secrecy, obedience, and fidelity. So that's kind of the thing is that there's always, there's something you're supposed to focus on Mm-hmm. And then there's a lesson you're supposed to learn. And then each thing has its own little like characteristic. Each rite has its own characteristic, you know, like color scheme, symbolism, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> duty and study. That's what he's supposed to get out of the fourth, the fourth degree. So as they discuss in this scene, Bill stayed in med school, whereas Nick dropped out. So they're showing the disparity between if you study, you'll be a doctor, and if you don't mm-hmm. study, well, you'll be playing piano at the fucking doctor's party. Yeah, right. and you're not allowed to talk to anyone. <laughs> so the symbolic markers are Nick Nightingale's suit is white and black, painting him as an inverse of Bill, because he's in a regular black and white tuxedo. This is a thematically meaningful color relationship, which is alluded to at further points throughout the film, especially with Bill and Nick. Um, and as we stated above, the color scheme of the fourth degree is the apron is white and black. Mm-hmm. Also, piano. Nick Nick plays the piano, white and black. 
ivory um, uh ivory and it says there. right here the jewel associated is the ivory key very clearly nick's piano numeric mm-hmm. associations here's a numeric association nick tells bill that he has four boys in seattle and also nick's band on stage has is a quartet that's four people so right basically in in such a short amount of film Kubrick has managed to pack in all of this, spelling out the Scottish rite of the fourth degree to a fucking T. Right. Color scheme, ivory key, the the numerology, and even the lesson. The lesson is with med school, Nick fails in his secrecy, obedience, and fidelity. He's plainly connected to these themes throughout the film. So that's kind of his character. He's he's kind of like that's that's the lesson that he teaches. Right. Um, then we go on to the, the fifth degree, the perfect master. So in the fifth degree, um, that's when he goes into the bathroom and he revives that chick, right? Yeah, see, I was going to mention that. Yeah, I was thinking about that. So the lesson of the fifth degree is honesty and trustworthiness. So Zeigler takes on Bill as a confidant. He tells him, I know I don't have to mention this, but this is just between us. You know, like he's really playing him up. He's you better like, keep the secret. Yeah, you better be honest. You better be trustworthy. Are um, you a trustworthy guy, Bill? <laughs> Yo, and here's the thing. So the apron is square. Got a cube on it, huh? So it's square and it's green with a gold cube. Look at the room in the fucking... Oh, yeah. Okay. So the room wow. has green walls with gold cubic trim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so encoded. It's it, very, yeah, it's very, very encoded for sure. That's pretty sick. Yeah, it's absolutely insane the levels he went to. In this one, he's talking about um, a coffin. So what's crazy, if you look at this snapshot, it's kind of a stretch, but he never, he. this is what subtext is. It's never like actually in frame. Like the, the Scottish Rite calls for a coffin. But Kubrick isn't going to put an actual coffin in scene. Yeah. Look what he does. He has like a bathtub. He has a glass tank. And then he has a picture, a portrait of a naked woman behind it. And it all lines up so that it looks like she's in a casket with pillars and all this stuff. Right? Right. So it's the, the 5D chess he was playing with this film fucking leveled me. Like and and this is a very long article. It goes. Oh my through, god! It goes through every. <laughs> I single... saw it pointing at the stereo. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The... Oh, the, even the way the towels are folded. Hold up, go back up. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, the, even that's 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 yeah. a Masonic apron. And v, look, yeah, it's got the look, it's got the compass and thing, the two and the pillars, pol- the columns. Yep, the columns. The the pillars of Boaz. Yeah, dude, that's what's, wild. What's crazy too is that look. That's a mirror shot. That's yeah, not exactly. two different things. Like. He is such a master. And, Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to link this article for anybody that wants to see it. I mean, it's so extensive. It, it's very long, and uh, it's definitely worth a watch if or, or a read if you're if you're like us right. and you like spurging out on like super <laughs> deep rabbit holes. This yeah. reminded me of the Mario episode we did with Mario mm. and the Masonic shit. Yeah. It's it's absolutely mind blowing, but uh, anyway, that's that's my spur ramble. I know we we haven't had an episode for two weeks now, so I just had to I had to get all that out. Oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, very interesting stuff. I mean, I, I love that kind of like 
because everybody talks about eyes wide shut being the movie but like it kind of doesn't go to that level but that that's like that's a little more eye-opening like even that was kind of tipping me off to things i didn't even really kind of gather from it you know yeah i think it takes like a super freak to like notice this stuff and he even internet autist (laughs) he mentions in the article he's like you know a lot of people have helped me do this in it's ever evolving. Like if you notice stuff, he's like, I update this WordPress all the time. Oh God. (laughs) I I guess all the time is, you know, whenever somebody actually reads it. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, it it just blows my mind. The, the level of the programming, like it's kitschy. We can talk about Doja cat. We can talk about rock nation and in Mm -hmm. in the, in the strings that they pull, well, you know, and, and I always ask the question with those groups, like, is it just them homaging to it because they're like mad they're not a part of it or do they want to be a part of it? Or are they trying to create their own kind of thing? You know, it it, it, it really runs the question because it's really hard. I have a hard time believing that it's a large grand conspiracy, you know, like, it do you is, ever feel yeah. like that? Do you have a hard time feeling like that? Like, if, if we're going to be honest and truthful, it feels hard to feel like this is a interconnected like so that's the level my, of, yeah the level of cohesion and like my skeptic brain be. my skeptic yeah. brain is always going to be like but occam's razor but this yeah but like that the, yeah you know like the level of cohesion it would take to accomplish something like this and the level of secrecy you know you have to like give it up to human nature that no one could keep those levels of secrets but there's a lot of weird shit going on at the end of the day it's pretty fucking weird that's mad like, facts yeah, like it's pretty fucking weird. If if they aren't doing anything, it really makes you beg the question of what's the point, you know? Yeah. It's not just avant-garde art, you know? It's 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 a little weirder than that. Yeah. There's and, too many there's too many fucking parallels. Like, I don't know. And then the thing that I think really puts like the the whole bow on everything is the fact that Kubrick died. They released the movie, and apparently the the studio claims they cut about 20 minutes. So there's like 20, 22 minutes we'll never see, ever. Oh, is that something no one could get a hold of? Fucking try. I mean, yeah, yeah come on. I'm putting together a team. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. I'm, I'm almost positive he died before the screening or shortly after, but it was like days before. It was like I a week. Really, yeah. it, it, I honestly don't know for sure. But this was myself. his last film. Um, yes. Went out with a bang. Um, mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot of conspiracies around his death. Um, people people wanting to whack him, possibly. Yeah. Um, and so what really puts the bow on everything is, like you say, is is the, my skeptic brain wants to question and, and not believe that it's this big orchestrated thing. But when you factor in the main motivation of why he would do something like this in a film like Eyes Wide Shut is maybe he was fighting back. Maybe sure. maybe maybe it is real, maybe. And maybe. and he's fighting back and he knew that look, they already the cut, was up. They already cut 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. He knew they probably would have canned the whole fucking movie if they could, but because he played their game, he put the symbols in. He basically played out a ritual kind of like for them. He put on the axe, he did it and and the, the argument is that he even did it in such a organized way that they couldn't even switch 
scenes if they wanted to. They couldn't like flop the the narrative and the flow. Yeah, you couldn't like reorganize the movie in any way. It was a very specific thing that was supposed to play out a very certain way. Even if you like look at the movie, like it's it's very disjointed. Um, it and, feels like that, yes. And there's very clear color palette shifts. Like Bill yeah. Harford will like go to a different room and it'll switch from like black and red to like green and white. Yeah. You know, like instant. It's not that's not just rich people interior design. No, <laughs> that's just weird. That's to demarcate. Hey, we're in a new scene now. Denote, yeah, denote where the fuck you're at. Yeah, like, like that's yeah. how dialed in this movie is. Um, sure. So I don't know. Maybe that kind of points. Uh, that's that we can chalk one more up for the schizos on this one. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, um, uh, you want to? Can I? Can we pause real quick? Take a little break. I just got piss. You got pee pee? Yeah, I got pee pee. Gotta grab a beer. Um, yeah. And then we'll kind of get into my stuff. Sorry, I don't mean to like fucking derail anything. You're okay. Go take a pee pee. I'll leave the recording going and I'm just going to cut that out. So, all right. I'll be right back. There he is. Oh. Um. How is the pee pee? Good. Took a tinkle. Had to take a tinkle. Are we back? We're good. All right. All right. So, uh, but yeah, no. I I mean, I love I love all that Kubrick stuff. He's just such a fascinating guy, and all the things he did, like that documentary, like about The Shining and stuff. Like, just there was so much shit that he did that was just. It wasn't. It's, it's insane to think that it wasn't just movies, you know. Like there, there wasn't. It wasn't ever just a movie he was making. Like he did Rosemary's Baby, right? Wasn't that him? I believe so. You know, like all those movies have so much fucking symbolism in them. Doctor Strange Love, Full Metal Jacket. All that shit. Strange Love is still one I need to fucking watch. It's good. I need to watch Strange Love. I've never done. It. I, I honestly need to go back through the Kubrick catalog and actually watch some of his shit because it's movies I've always heard about that you're like. You just know they're good, but you, you yeah. if you haven't seen them, but you, it's just universally accepted. Do you want to take a weekend and block it off and do mushrooms and watch every Kubrick movie in order? <laughs> Would I come out of that in one piece? I'm not sure. <laughs> that might be like a... <laughs> we could live stream it and everybody just watch us freak out. Like, ah! ah! <laughs> Wiping feces on the walls and fucking... <laughs> yeah, like 2001 A Space Odyssey comes on and we're like acting out with the monkeys. <laughs> yeah, well, you've already done that, my friend. You've already yes, done that. Part. This is true. This is true. It would just be full circle. Yeah. So, um, I guess, uh, I guess we can get into some stuff, you know, uh, I mean, everybody looks at like masonry, like it's a, you know, kind of cultic thing or occult. You oh, know? I think it's both occult and cultish. Yeah. You're right. Sure. Cause you get indoctrinated, you become part of it, you know, you become a thing, but like I, uh, this week I've really gotten interested in, uh, like a couple other just random cults that I just thought were so fascinating and strange uh that i really felt like it was worth kind of looking into him a little bit um so how much do you know about om shinrikyo have you ever heard the name honestly cults fascinate me and i know virtually nothing about any of them oh that's perfect that's great 
So um, my virgin ears a, are ready to. Receive. This is a good intro one because it has like all the hallmarks of almost like an action movie, but not not really, but kind of. Fuck yeah! But there's no like good guy to come and save the day. These people were just on a tear, going crazy. But, right. Uh, Om Shinrikyo is really fucking fascinating. Um, it was started by this guy named Shoko Asahara, who's like a trained kind of Buddhist yogi. Uh huh. Um. But he started it back in the 90s, I believe, and uh, it kind of rose to prominence uh, through that time period. Or, excuse me, late 80s, early 90s, uh, and culminated in an, uh, a terrorist attack. That's just kind of the brief overview. But uh, Shoko started gathering people around him. He, he's, he could be equated to be uh, what we would think of nowadays as a neat, you know, uh... not employed or in education or in training. He was a fat slob. A fat, disgusting slob who started preaching like religious nonsense, essentially. It's you know, funny. Like, I always forget what that stands for, but I know exactly what it is. <laughs> you know the kind of person that yes. is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Fat, smelly, gross. That's a neat. Yeah. You know. Bring me tindies. Won't clean his room. Yeah, bring me tindies. Thinks the world, you know, should bring him. But yeah, yeah. He was... Uh, he was quantified by somebody as like a little Hitler that just used religion as his like means instead of like uh, nationalism, you know, tight. And uh, so he took a group and started kind of molding this religion. It started taking off in Japan very quickly because they through their propaganda. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring up with a lot of these the, these cults that I've been checking out is that they had very effective propaganda via like using anime and like comics and stuff. No way. I'm not even fucking kidding. Like no anime, way. anime was like in its heyday in the early late nineties, early two thousands. Or excuse me, like mid nineties, late nineties. Like Dragon Ball Z was just coming out. It was such um, a phenomenon. It was such a yeah. Yeah. And it, it that that was when like the hero anime got real big, or like the fighter anime, like the the guys who had this inner hidden strength and could use it to fly and shoot beams out of their fucking hands and all this shit. Right. And Shoko kind of like hinged upon that to circle people around his ideology but really the the base of Am Shinrikyo's ideology was that in order to save the world we essentially have to destroy everyone on it yes yeah 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 it's very uh, like <laughs> apocalyptic I'm sorry, like i yeah, no, stopped that, hitting well, my bowl it, for a, that it's, it's a classic doomsday cult you know, yeah, yeah. It's a classic doomsday cult, and there's been plenty of those throughout history. But Am Shinrikyo was like that, but it wasn't it it took a while for it to reach that kind of level, you know. But um a lot of their stuff, like a lot of what they did initially was kind of like outreach and preaching their message. Uh Shoko, it had all the classic hallmarks of a cult. Like you come in, you forfeit your physical belongings, yeah, you become part of it. Because the promise was that you would gain power like Shoko has because Shoko did a lot of really funny shit, like a lot of funny PR um, that kind of made people think like he was like a Dragon Ball Z character, essentially. Nice. Here, I'll, I'll show you a picture real quick. Um, this is him levitating. Can you see my screen? Um, I can see your screen, yeah. Okay. There's a picture of him levitating here. Let me find it. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, let me... So he took a photo of himself. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm trying to get it to scroll down. It won't scroll down. Holy shit. That's fucking wild looking. Hang on here. Let me let me manipulate. The, oh, my God. Where did my window go? This guy kind of rules, though. I mean, like, 
He said he can levitate, but he was just obviously jumping. <laughs> yeah, essentially. No, he was just he was just doing like a jump. That's all he was fucking doing. He's like, uh, oh, do you see that? Do you guys see that? I hovered for a second. There we go. All right, so let's go back. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he was just a fat fucking meat, and he just he, – he did – he did shit like this where he'd post photo. There we go. There's a good one. You see how he's off the ground? He, he basically he look at his hair. He hopped. He definitely Yeah, he hopped. It's very clear that he is falling while he is doing that, you know? Yeah, like that's <laughs> homie falling. So, so yeah, so he that was kind of like his big kind of claim to fame thing that like people saw that and they came to it. You know, they were like, "Oh shit." This guy knows how to fucking do like the DBZ thing. When isn't it like those energy masters who like down people with like two fingers and they're like ah. this same kind of shit where they're like the devil's in them and they touch them because of the power that I have vested in God, you fall over. Yeah. You know? It's like you just paid actors to fucking be there <laughs> at the end of the day. That's all it was. So it's it's he he was like the classic con man, you know? Mm-hmm. And he he was just a con man and a sociopath. So he set up this group, but the problem was with it, the ball started rolling on it, you know? That's what happens with these things. Like That's why shit like Jonestown happens. Shit just gets out of control. It never gets stopped. Or maybe it was intentionally allowed to happen. Sure. Who knows? But uh, with Om Shurikyo, he started amassing wealth. At one point, he was very, very, very wealthy because his the people who came over to his cult would forfeit their assets to him. As that any, was kind of... As any good cult member would. As any yeah. good cult functions you know usually when you show up they're like okay you gotta renounce your family uh give us all your money uh you're part of the group now welcome thank yeah. you and and you might just attain power but these people really believed in it and um like it, it went so far as that they they were uh, attaining arsenals of weapons like after the soviet union fell mm-hmm. they were able to go to like russia and get like a fuckload of guns a fuckload of weapons they were smuggling weapons into japan and shit they were trying at one point to obtain nukes Shoko had what? like an obs- Shoko had an obsession with nuclear fire. Like he he how, thought that why, would be how did he even like think that was gonna go down? I, that's just how nuts he is. Like he he was literally that much of like a megalomaniac retard that he yeah. he thought that like if they could attain some fissile material, like they could maybe you know change the world via <laughs> killing everyone on it. You know. The, 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 the his whole ideology is it's it, it wrapped up in the doomsday thing like we have to eliminate everyone in order to cause salvation to basically end humanity to like bring peace in the universe yeah exactly and and that's kind of was what his whole shit was wrapped up in he instead just of all... just being better <laughs> <laughs> yeah. instead of just like a message of positive even just an iota of positivity you know he's like no we gotta fucking kill everybody you know classic like I mean, he, they were like cartoon villains, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and this culminated at one point with, uh, you know, they, they're trying to obtain fissile material. They're getting weapons. They started trying to experiment with chemical weapons. They hired scientists. Like, they, they've managed to, like, co-op scientists into their fold. Yeah. And get them convinced that, like, this was the way to go. Almost like Scientology and shit like that. Exactly. And they had, like, a failed, you know, they had a failed attempt. But I, what... I wanted to show you the, the effectiveness of their propaganda. Now, you tell me if you didn't see this, and then, well, we're not retarded, but... <laughs> if just, I was retarded in the early If you 90s. were retarded and you saw this, would this not work on you? <laughs> so, green screen two, share. All right, can you hear it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably... Awesome. <laughs> 
like he's doing the Dragon Ball Z shit with like the electricity coming off his hands. Look, it's him jumping. He's just jumping. But then he was able to levitate once he did that. This is fucking wild. <laughs> I thought they are only using the thin pictures of him because for most of this shit, he was a fat slob. Like, he was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, about to say, so, they used very flattering pictures of him. Yeah, so so it's it's like that all that, it's all that kind of stuff, you know? That's and wild. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, if I, if I was a kid... <clears throat> if you were susceptible to that kind of stuff... I would see that and be like, you mean to tell me that this Goku's real? Like that's that's basically what that is. Like that's telling. Turns someone, out Shoku, Shoka, yeah, is Goku. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's Shoku. Yeah, yeah, he's Shoku. <laughs> yeah, like like that could could that convinced a lot of Japanese people to join him. And it's really funny because speaking um, of which, I hate to interject real quick, but I just real quick, I saw a clip of one of the new Scooby Doo episodes. And oh, the lesbian ones? No, they're being chased oh. down the hill by a boulder, and out of nowhere, John Cena comes in. And stops and punches the boulder, and they go like in Scooby Doo. I'm not. It's it's totally real. It's totally real. I love this timeline. I, I don't even understand. I love this timeline. Bing Chiling, dude. I love this timeline. <laughs> that is mentally fucking ill. I'm sorry. <laughs> back to Shoku. That, I don't know how that does anything. What? They're, they're, I'll send you the clip after this. Who dude. is it's running goated. these shows it's now, dude? Who is goated. running these fucking shows? We, Yo, we Bing Chiling, dude. Fucking John Cena. I was Jujeru. Bing Chiling. But uh, yeah, man. So so they used like that kind of propaganda to reach out to people, and it really worked in Japan. Like it got a fuckload of people to come over to their team, become part of the cult, start joining, and um, as the years went on, you know. We get closer to 1994, 1995. They started realizing they couldn't get nuclear material to do like a nuke thing, but maybe they could do a biological attack. Oh, God. So um, they tried to Assad them. <laughs> yeah, they tried to Assad, tried to ISIS them. Um, but yeah, so they sat there and they hired a bunch of fucking scientists. You know, like I said, they were co-opting all people from all walks of life in Japan. Yeah, Everyone was wild. joining them. Buckload of people are joining on Shinriko just because getting wrapped up in it. And they end up getting scientists that can develop like anthrax and that kind of shit. So they did like a failed anthrax attempt off their own building. Um, they like got some guys to get up on the roof and like spray it. Like, like they had no clue how to actually do this, how to manufacture a delivery system, how to like actually do this shit. They had no clue what they were doing, but they were trying to kill people. That was the main theme. Yeah. And uh, so they had a guy, like they had their guys like up on a roof with, I assume, like a garden hose, just spraying anthrax out of people, you know, <laughs> like to, like maybe we'll get a couple. And, and all that happened was like a couple people like smelt the bad odor, you know, like right. it didn't do fucking anything. I, maybe it made a couple people sick, but I don't I don't think it gave anyone anthrax like they thought it would. And that didn't work. Um, and then that leads to the sarin gas attacks in Tokyo in the 90s. Oh, so they actually pulled one off. Yeah, yeah. This was like a big thing in the night. Uh, like, I think it was 1994, 1995. Um, several, I think they had five men go on five different trains that led into the, there's a big like train hub in the middle of Tokyo where all the trains come into. Yeah. And they got guys to get on it 
at different points that all went into the hub. And they had a plastic bag filled with fucking sarin gas and umbrellas they were supposed to use to puncture them. No shit. And they all got on the train at the same time and they all punctured their bags. And it's about partway through the ride. People started coughing and like kind of realizing something was wrong. And they ended up hurting quite a few people. I don't think anyone actually, I'm not sure if people actually died. I honestly can't remember the exact details, but they, the, the attack was successful. Um, and that led to them being, you know, found by the authorities. They ended up, you know, being given responsibility and a fuckload of them got arrested and put in jail. Um, but they're still active today, believe it or not. They're still really? on Shinrikyo cult members. The cult itself was not completely abolished, but Shoko and all of the people involved in the Saren attack were all taken to jail and eventually executed in like 2018. Damn. Yeah, so, and then there was actually a guy who was a member of the church who tried to do, like, a vehicular attack afterwards. He tried After to, the execution. He tried to Daryl Brooks him. He, he, tried, yeah, he tried to Daryl Brooks him. After the fucking actual Saren attacks, he tried to Daryl Brooks him and end up, like, harming a few people because he was opposed to the death sentence. And also, it's like, death sentences are controversial in Japan because I don't think they happen too often. Right. So, like, it was kind of a big deal that they were, like, killing these people instead of just letting them rot in jail at the end of the day. So, yeah. like, the guy was a little twisted up about that. But, yeah, Om Shinrikyo's nuts. Uh, there's a the next one I want to get into, though, is um, the Unification Church, which also has a lot of play in Japan. The so Moonies. that one, I feel like the Unification Church, I've heard that name, but I don't know why. You've heard it recently. Okay. And do you know why? Why is that? Shinzo Abe. Okay, that's right. That's right. Getting blasted by that guy. That's right. His mom was... Abe is a member of the Unification Church, or was a member Was a member of the Unification Church. Abe was? Um, Abe was, yes. The Unification Church, the Moonies, are like in a very right-wing group of people. Uh-huh. Um, politically, uh, based, uh, across the world... Moonies, you look into, they're right wing. Like they tried to help get Trump reelected. Like Moonies are very right wing. It, it's something about the ideology that has like a right wing mentality to it. Cause I think it, cause uh, I want to say the guy who founded it, Seung Ki Moon, I think was his name, something like that. And mm -hmm. he, um, he was like in Korea during the Korean War. So it was like against the communists and shit, you know? So, like, he had to deal with that as, like, a, I'm assuming South Korean. You know, he had to deal with, like, the communists and wanting yeah. to, you know, and the separation of the country. So, like, I think their opposition to any kind of, like, left-wing ideology sprung out of that. It's very, like, very much uh, centered, like, in kind of Christian ideologies, but more so right-wing ideologies. True. With a church draping on it, you know. And, um, but the Moonies are real weird, uh, but that Unification Church guy, he he, that guy who shot Shinzo was not a Unification member. He killed Shinzo because he was a Unification member. Ah, uh, yeah, I uh, because see, the Unification Church took a lot. Because the Unification Church is very much a cult, despite what people tell you. They're very much a cult. Uh, they really discourage any group that you, any religion you get into that discourages you from contacting outside people, other than the purposes of converting them. Yeah. Might pretty, be involved in a little bit of a cult. Pretty culty. That's like that's your typical hallmark of a cult is the isolation thing. You know, the, the they try to separate you out because <clears throat> you're easier to control when you don't have other people influencing your thought. The only thought that is being influenced is coming from the group that wants you to be a member. 
almost Ed like how online social isolation works. So true. So true. You get into the circles, you keep it's it becomes a feedback loop, you know, yeah. it just keeps going. So the Moonies are really interesting though, because they're very obsessed with the idea of like uh there's this very specific line in the Bible they hinge on that involves a rod of iron, and they have decided that the modern version of the rod of iron is the AR fifteen. Oh, uh, I thought it was gonna be their dick. No, you wish. <laughs> uh, extension of the dick, maybe? Uh but yeah. So they're really obsessed with it to where like they do they do these all these weird ceremonies. The moon the moonies are very much wrapped up in pomp and circumstance. Like they do these huge ceremonies where they do like mass weddings at huh. one time. No like the guy, the preacher will show up and do a blessing for a mass wedding. Like it'll be like five hundred people getting married. There's all this old footage on YouTube you can find of them like conducting these ceremonies like they had a huge mass wedding at madison square garden they had one at the seoul olympic coliseum they were actually the church you remember when uh when covid started and they were talking about that south korean church that all the people were like the main source of infection in south korea for possibly that was them oh okay that was the moonies they just kept going and they were like fuck you because they congregate in like these super buildings like tons of them congregate mm. together yeah so like the moonies were like almost single-handedly responsible for the amount of infection that was going on in South Korea on Jesus. some level. <laughs> you know, Because they just didn't give a fuck and they wouldn't stop meeting. They were like, fuck you, we're going to keep doing this. Because yeah, it's yeah. very much like right-wing kind of Trump-esque idea where they're like, no, we don't care. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep going to church. But uh, I, I wanted you to check this video out because this is it's an AR-15 blessing ceremony. Oh my gosh, that's so sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so sick your sound share all right bless my iron rod please so this is in pennsylvania can you turn the volume down a little bit so they're all at a giant the wedding. rod of iron and revelation yeah see that's that's kind of like pays into their doomsday cult thing you know like that the rod of iron and revelation Hey, but at least they're being safe, right? Unloaded and secure. All right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the large Damn, gathering she, of guns. Hey, you see that? She, she had a gold skin on that motherfucker. You see that? She did have a gold skin. <laughs> she had was, a gold skin, dude. It was funny. The, the thing at the bottom... <laughs> like, the thing at the bottom said the large gathering of guns caused nearby schools... <laughs> <laughs> they're like ah. i love the knee the knee jerk it's beautiful isn't yeah it? we're just gonna keep I mean, our kids it, home and here we have this fat woman complaining about it so let's see what she has to say only thing they're good for is killing period that's all that weapon is good for mass killing and you want to bless it shame on you so the ceremony is meant to bless couples not inanimate objects they are 15 is just a religious symbol so it's a religious symbol their fingers off the trigger and put so they were being safe <laughs> she's I got a the, crown the crown of bullets bro with the pearls in she's her got laid. a crown of five oh five six dude look at that that's beautiful that's so funny so sick which brought worshippers from as far as south korea see these guys kind of fuck honestly 
their swag is kind of sick. Everybody gets a crown. Everybody's in a you crown. You get to bring your gun to church. And they all have different crowns. It's not like they all have the same stupid look at, crown. That's they, what I'm saying. Look, look at that freeze frame you have right now. Every single one of them has a different fucking crown. That's so sick. You show up, you get your own Riz, you get your own ice, and then they give a you a gun. <laughs> I think you're based. You're a based Mooney now. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna do part it. Part of the team, <laughs> just become part of the team. You and Bay with the AR-15s and the crowns, dude. If, Immaculate. If anyone can convince her to get a gun, it'd be the Moonies. You go, hey Bay, can we have a Mooney style wedding? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets a crown and a gun. <laughs> yeah, so th- so that's the big piece about Revan Sung Myung Moon. He was a self-proclaimed messiah. And that's honestly something I think all these um, these three cults I'm going over today have in common is that all those guys stepped up and said like they were the messiah, essentially. So when they say messiah, do they specifically mean the second coming of Christ? No, because it depends regionally. Like um, the next one I'm going to talk about, the guy thought he was Buddha. Uh, and then Shoko, I think, thought he was like an incarnation of the Buddha, essentially, as well. So, because he was actually he was actually yeah. classically trained through like the um I think it's Sadras or something like that. I I might have the name wrong, but it's like he went through those the actual Buddhist training and then he was like, No, I'm Buddha. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. That's how it always goes, right? <laughs> you take one meditation course and suddenly you're fucking Buddha. Yeah, huh? you take one meditation course and a fucking brownie and now all of a sudden you're leading a cult. So that what they're doing is absurd. I think their ideals is absurd. I've spoken to some people that used to be members of this church and they have told me that they left because of how insane it has gotten. Controversy is something you expect when you're a Unification Church member, a Mooney, as we're lovingly known. Uh, we've grown up with controversy. <laughs> grown up? So that dude's been like doc- indoctrinated in for a long time. Yeah, that's pretty I'm clear. I'm on the side of the opinion that we do have the right to bear arms, and only for the purpose of protecting and defending our families. Base church, not guns. to make war. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weapon of defense to keep the peace. Amen. Yeah. So he hit him with an amen at the end. Amen. Yeah. It, amen. But uh, I mean, you know, they, they seem kind of hokey and silly. Like the, the Moonies don't have anything like really. That like makes them dastardly, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Like, like not like Om Shinrikyo. They're not trying to destroy the world or kill everybody. You know? Yeah, they're kind of just doing their own thing and just, you know. Yeah, they're, doing they're just, target they're just, practice. They're just eccentric and strange, you know. At the end of the day, there were some weirdos, but uh, they they didn't make an anime. They don't have an anime. That's the only real problem. No, but they still them. have an Asian messiah. So yeah, yeah, they have an Asian messiah, which is close enough. But um. They are very much very crazy about like maintaining adherence though, which is I think is one of the darker sides of them is like they very like 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 Jehovah's Witnesses in those groups. Like if you leave, you're a a no no person now. Mm -hmm. You're a no no person. So that's still very much like a hallmark of a cult. It's like, you know, if if they discourage you from having any kind of outside contact, that kind of shit, to excommunicate your family members if they don't want to be a part of it, like that's that's a cult. Mm-hmm. You know, usually that's usually how it works out, and just no, nobody's died yet. But that's a big yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 
until they do like a branch Davidian thing and then start really yeah. stockpiling. So, um, the last group I wanted to get into was the um, Happy Science Church. What? Happy They're called the, hap the Happy Science Church. Yes. They're very These guys sound awesome too. I'm I'm liking this. Yeah, they're they're ones that made an anime. They actually have several hours hours long's worth of content that is anime. And it is I've watched some of it and it's really fucking funny because it tells like this weird history of the world that makes absolutely no sense and it's like it's like an action movie. It's so fucking funny. Do they think dinosaurs are fake? I haven't been able to ascertain that yet <laughs> okay guy. i think i jumped in on the greek history part nice. but like it covers the whole thing it seems like this one is more of a cult of personality um True. around the main guy uh i think it's ryuko no ryuhu ukawa and uh he has a lot of weird connections because he was like uh he worked at toman corporation it was like i think part of toyota uh and he's like japanese big tech like boom like mogul like he he was like a super rich guy who started a church basically oh true so this is Joel more Osteen. of a and he has some odd connections like he was uh there's pictures of him with trump and like he he's very involved in like uh the the business side of things so you know he's probably got some odd connections i think he may have been a stockbroker at one point like that kind of stuff you know he he I think he just learned how to scam people and yeah. like he, he but he claimed he was the incarnation of the Buddha. Um, but he never went through any traditional training. So like him and uh Om Shinrikyo actually in the nineties were kind of competing. Oh, okay. They were competing with each other. I see. And uh who could like get adherence essentially. And more people favored Om Shinrikyo because Shoko had actually gone through Buddhist training, whereas this guy had no fucking street cred. Are like, you sure he, he it wasn't because the anime was better? Well, you tell me. I think the animation's better on this one. But uh, here, I'll give know. you a the little... last one was pretty sick. I'll give you a little taste of this one here. I'll go ahead and share the screen. We'll get a little taste of this guy. So you said they've got hours of this shit, right? Hour. This one is an hour and fifty-four by itself, bro. Oh, it's a movie, full it's spiritual. A they have anime. several movies. I like this one is they... called Her. This one's called Hermes Winds of Love. I got to skip a little bit because they do all this bullshit in the beginning. Oh, uh, let me just. This is like a full production anime. By a cult. By a cult. They have tons of these. It's it actually a good art style. I was too, about to say, honestly. it doesn't look For bad. an anime, this is good art. Like, this is good art for the era it was put out. Bro, it looks almost Avatar-y. Yeah, like, it's fucking insane. And yeah, just like, you know, ancient times. So they're doing, like, old stories and... Yeah, they're retelling like the stories of like Greece, I think, right now. And it like all these videos like fit this dude into the mythology or like his lineage into the mythology. Like Ooh. Listen to me! The gods say a great hero will be born here in Scythia. The dubbing is terrible though, I must say. Everyone's just staring will save us. She will become king and rule over all of Greece. This is what is foretold. The king of the whole of Greece. Like, so whatever that was, it just like went by him and did that to him, I guess. Oh yeah, it's a little god fairy. But yeah, it's just like, it's shit like this the whole way. And it it's supposed to tell like the creation story of like through history. 
and kind of give you an idea of like how it collates to this dude existing here now essentially damn i kind of really want to watch this i i was thinking maybe as a patreon thing we watch some of these it's like just as a joke All right, all right, all right. I've seen enough. I've seen yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> so they did like full production animes, which are in, which is insane. I'm not gonna lie. Life. Like, yeah, like that art was really fucking good. But yeah, so like, uh, let's go into some of the teachings of this uh, this ideology here. So the basic teachings of happy science are exploration of the right mind, the fourfold path, the fourfold path. Uh, and El Cantare, that's what the guy called himself because he called himself El Cantare, but also he said he was like an incarnation of the Buddha. But El Cantare is like his little nickname for himself. He's a Mexican Buddha. Okay. Yeah, apparently, dude. He's got the fucking cholo, or he's got the uh, the fucking uh, narco shoes on, dude. The, oh, high, yeah. the, point, the pointed boots, you know? But um, according to him, in order to obtain happiness, one must practice the principles of happiness known as the fourfold path. Love that gives wisdom, self-reflection, and progress. The only requirement to join happy science is that an applicants must have the aspiration and discipline to seek the truth and actively contribute to their realization of love, peace, and happiness on earth. So it's, you know, it sounds cute, you know, on its face, you know, but, uh, so there was some controversies though. Um, so happy science is one of the many new religions in Japan, uh, which are looked at as controversial by the mainstream press and public. And according to the Japanese times, the happy smell like a cult. So not only, uh, for example, Happy Science has released promotional videos claiming without evidence that North Korea and the People's Republics of China are plotting the nuclear destruction of Japan. Well, that isn't how so? It's not that. Yeah, they're not too far off of that, right? They're not too far off of that. I'm no expert. But uh, the group has sold spiritual vaccines, falsely claiming that they prevent and cure COVID nineteen. That rules. <laughs> that's that's funny. I'd have, I'd have taken that vax. I'll take that. I'll take yeah. that one. Uh, advertise virus related blessings at rates from US one hundred to over four hundred dollars. Uh, I saw. Sold- I saw. They also <laughs> were doing like tele, like over the phone, like tele prayer. Like people would pray that for rules. you, like that through rules. FaceTime. That's that's pretty chill. And they like anoint you on FaceTime and shit. <laughs> I t- I could use a little anointing myself, I could say. But uh they sold the they sold coronavirus themed DVDs and CD CDs of Okawa lecturing which make false claims of supposedly boosting immunity. And as of April 2020 after they defy physical disting, dis- distancing measures, it later closed its New York temple announcing that it administered their fraudulent Fraudulent vaccines remotely. <laughs> oh shit! We already vaccinated everybody. You ain't got to worry about that shit. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so in 2017, actors Flumika Shimizu abruptly retired from her former entertainment production industry amidst multiple filming projects for a full-time role in Happy Science, declaring that she had been a member of the group since childhood under the influence of her parents, both of whom were longtime believers in Happy Science. Okawa's son and potential successor, Hiroshi Okawa, left the movement and is now one of its outspoken critics. In an article in the New York Times, he said, I believe what my father has done is complete nonsense. <laughs> nice. Damn, you got your son saying that about you. Um, his father denounced Hiroshi as demonic and has sued him for defamation. Demonic. Incredible. He sued his own son for defamation. 
So uh, this is a more recent thing. On February 10th in 2022, the fifth chapter of the anthology manga. So they have a manga, too, apparently. Sick. Kami-sama no iru ilde sodachi mashita. Shioko to say, God, it's long. Say na watashi tachi. God damn. All right. The actual English of that is a home life with God. We children born into religion. Uh, written by Mankiro Kukuchi was removed by the publisher following backlash from happy science. Yes. Uh, and the other chapters were removed on March 17th. So their manga got revoked. And uh, apparently they made a Flash magazine after that, which is like Shonen Jump or something. So they have their own fucking Shonen Jump or some shit. But yeah. Just such a weird, uh, strange little... like. This one is like the most goofiest of the three because they haven't done anything nefarious. You know? Yeah, it's just like they're just cranking out anime. I love the idea of virtual vaccines, though. That's pretty sick. Virtual vaccines? Spiritual vaccines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not. That, we're not giving you some dumb mRNA shit. We're cleansing your COVID demons. Yeah, we're, we're fixing it. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> we're fixing it. <laughs> You know, Okawa like claimed he had like spiritual contacts with like Buddha enlightenment and all this other shit. Uh, which I, it seems like in those countries, all you have to do is say like I talked to the Buddha, and everyone's like, "Holy shit, he did it! This guy did really? it! Really? Yeah, right." <laughs> <laughs> all you got to do is post a picture of your ass jumping up and down, and people think you're a Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, it's incredible, but. Yeah, man, I just thought they were fascinating, a strange little look into that world. Like that it's it's wild that like these that they specifically these Asian cults like are on such a like you, you know, you got your classic American cults. Oh yeah. French Indians, you know, like Jonestown. Ends ends horribly, you know, but these are such strange, kind of hokey funny ones, you know. It's it's lighthearted for the most part, except when it's like destroying the world nuclear fire. Well, I think you hit it on the head with uh, just the cult of personality and that, you know, again, to kind of tie this whole episode full circle, like personalities, people, people can program you in mm-hmm. ind- individuals can hack you. That's like, uh, you know, we all know people in our lives that are master manipulators. You know, people that will gaslight you, you know, people who will manipulate you to doing what you want do this or I'll kill myself. If you don't do this, you know, I'll never talk to you again. You know, Mm -hmm. people who said ultimatums, that kind of shit. And, uh, I don't know. I just kind of lost my train of thought. The programming, the individuals. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, cult of personality that people know how to tap into certain aspects of people's psyche and their egos and whatever. And they can break people down and like there are just people out there, maybe they're psychopathic, maybe they're sociopathic, for whatever reason, they they just can like fuck these people over, they can manipulate them, they can program them, and even down to literal programming like anime, like, mm. it, like in the a a literal, cases. Like we're making manga and anime, that's programming. Man. We're making programs, you know, mm. uh, in the literal sense of the word. But everything else, you know, becomes this repetition, becomes this larger-than-life thing. Like, even Trump, like, when Trump won, it's because he symbolized much bigger than what Trump actually was. Like, people sure. people saw past the fact that he was a grubby billionaire 
and yeah. and like the the fire he was spitting, you know? Yeah, like he he could like capture that uh he captured that like weird American essence that uh, American esoterica that was there of like the ideology of like at least what the right wing believed was American, you know? Yeah. And, and so like these cult leaders without though, actually being it. Right. Exactly. Because that's the other thing too about these cult leaders is half the time they're preaching don't drink or do drugs or have sex, but they're drinking and doing drugs and fucking all the wives. Yeah, you Shoko know? had a Shoko had a armored Mercedes that he drove around. Nice. Very yeah. cool. That's Pretty very sick. that's very, you know, Tokyo, actually. Yeah, <laughs> all right. It's kind of like that other guy in Oregon. Remember the Swami guy or whatever the fuck it was? They did the Netflix documentary on him. Oh, do you remember yeah, that yeah, dude? Yeah, well, he was the one. It's the same thing. They, they they were almost like a American parallel of that. He wanted to like basically make his own city. Yeah, of like his. They own went and guy. took over he, that town. He bought. They tried a town, to poison. They tried yeah. to poison the waterhole. That's right. <laughs> like, that's insane. Yo, <laughs> that guy was on some shit. But there's there's clips of him. There's a goaded. Did he say clip. something about people being retarded? Yeah, I was just about yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. There's a goaded clip of him Hilarious. saying. The reason democracy won't work, and you have to like imagine like this old. The reason democracy will not work. Yeah, this old haggard <laughs> yogi. He says the reason yeah. it'll never work is because people vote. But the problem with that is that people are retarded. <laughs> so I mean, even when you give them the the choice, so they're true. gonna, they're gonna so fuck true. it up. Like you give people. Think- I think I'm gonna go find me a cult to join. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think after this, yeah, I think you you've convinced me. I think I, I'm definitely gonna go with the uh, the the gun one though. I like the gun yeah. church. Mooney seemed pretty tight, honestly. I want to crown an AR-15. That's all I need, baby. Hell yeah! Next time you see us, we'll be full blown Moonies. <laughs> we are. This is the number one Mooney podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, folks.